Hello. What's up, I, man? Everything was smooth as butter. Hi. Oh, well, I mean, it's been a little chaotic for me. Just got off of dad duty. My computer's on fire, and I just got in the, just in the right moment to get everything set up. Damn. Uh, well, first of all, uh, let's hope you your computer doesn't remain on fire because uh, I'd like to have you for the rest of the show. Uh, but speaking of, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show where we, uh, you know, don't burn down computers. Uh, we're going to and we uh, talk about things that are happening in the FGC. My name is Elon, and I'm joined by the greatest, the strongest laboratory owner ever. The legend. It's true. It's true. The legend. And I have a question. You are looking awfully silky today. I mean, oh, yeah. where is there? Is that a smoking jacket? Is that some kind of leisurely attire? You have some, what's going on there? Yeah, dude. It's it's cold in Texas. Now I want to I want to preface this. I want to preface this. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I know what real cold is. But after living in Texas for so long, that goes away, right? Like the real like the dealing mm. with real cold goes away. It sucks. So it's like I woke up this morning and it was like in the 30s, 40s, and I was like not having it. And right now, I am, as I am reloading the weather app. So you immediately went silky. <laughs> yeah, it's 57 outside. It's cold. Uh, 57? <laughs> like right, I told you, right. man, Texas. But anyway, so I, and I got this robe. I found it at a, at a Nordstrom rack, like on discount, and it is the comfiest robe ever made. It's... <laughs> Just okay enough that it fits me okay. But since I started working out, my shoulders are, like, starting to rip out of it a little bit. Oh, yeah. I forgot you're a rather large individual. I met you at Evo, and I know the the uh, the, the character length. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so before we get into the show, I want to talk about us, right? Because at the end of the day, this show is about us and not actually about fighting games. Um, mm. I started working out again this week. After nice. uh, after taking a month and a half off because I had to travel for work, and then I traveled to NorCal, and now I'm back. And, God, getting back to it sucks. Right? Mm. Like, I... I, I, I remember, like, how good things used to feel. Uh, like, when I was doing, like, some dumbbell bench presses, I used to go on, like, with, like, uh, 45, 50-pound dumbbells. And I could barely do one with 35-pound dumbbells today. And I was like, Eesh. man... Oh, yeah. There's so many different, like, rides. You go off and on when you go to the gym, when you get take breaks, you get injured, you come back, and you're not what you used to be, or maybe you're bored with your old routine. It's a, it's a struggle, but you know, it's obviously essential and worth it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm getting back into it. Um, other than that, uh, I – so a couple of things are not going to be as smooth as they usually are because I was working today. For those of you that don't know, I do some voiceover work on the side, and I also do some esports work on the side, which I'll be working tomorrow. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this coming weekend is Call of Duty League. So if you're interested in that, go watch it. Uh, but for right now – the the most interesting thing happening is right here. Uh, the best of five. <laughs> Automatic. How how are things on your end? What's going on? What's good? Same. It's pretty much the same for me as far as going back to the gym and working out. I tried to uh, lose some lose a few lose a few pounds recently, but it's just not going to happen. I got mm -hmm. I got my mom staying with me sometimes to help take care of the of the young one. So I can't say no to what she cooks. Can't say no yeah. to what the wife cooks. I can't say no if my dad brings a little sandwich here and there. So mm -hmm. I'm just bulking. I'm just going to start lifting as heavy as I 
reasonably can and just, you know, eat. Yeah. So that's what's been going on for me, other than my whole family getting sick. Yeah, so please don't get me sick. This is also like an anti-sickness robe. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Yeah, you know, like in RPGs, how it has like those magic properties. This one just goes anti-sick. Uh, oh, so it's like a power world uh, medicine yes. you can give to your. Ah, got it. Exactly, and we are going to talk about power world. For those of you that can see, our very last topic is uh, called "We Live in a Vibes-Based Economy." Oh and shoot! Look, automatic. You don't know what you're in for with this discussion that I've drummed up. So we're going to have a good time right. with it. All right. Okay. But before any of that. Before we get into our topics, before we do quite literally anything, I do believe we have a we have a, a recap, a very shortened recap. Once again, uh, I you know I screwed up, so a very very short recap, but a very important recap nonetheless. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is your as I'm setting it up in the background, not panicking whatsoever. Weekly recap. Welcome once again to the Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek Memorial Weekly Recap. He's not dead, he's just retired. We only have one slide today because I fucked up. We're going to take a look at the US, Canada, Midwest Capcom Pro Tour online premiere. And it was taken by Safe from Canada, taking it over his compatriot, Joe Umerogan. Just a kid, the American hero, taking third. Then... The hero from last year's Capcom Cup, Last Chance Qualifier, and Capcom Cup itself taking fourth. Dual Kevin tying with Zack in the Box for fifth. And Hamad and Sien, the old heads, tying for seventh. Special shout out to Tied for 97th place, me. Thanks. And that's Ben, this week's weekend. <laughs> What's <laughs> I specifically I told <laughs> I told Mean Scene uh, Mean Scene is our uh, the person who does the graphics and I specifically told him hey just put in like a Tide for 97 in there <laughs> I got like three good laughs out of that clip <laughs> good good uh, yeah uh, so there was also like a couple of uh, SNK tour stuff there was also a couple of Arc World tour stuff uh, I also forgot about like the what's coming up next so if you don't know what's coming up next Frosty Faustings is starting this Thursday mm. so if you're if you're around Chicago go check it out and if you're not around Chicago then look at the streams all right so that's this week's recap um, and going off of this week's recap I wanted to talk about my experience playing in a CT, CPT online premiere. I don't think it's a secret at this point that I really dislike competing for the following reasons. Hmm. Waiting. Oh. There is so much waiting involved in competing. It's gotten better at offline events. I will say I specifically remember like, waiting hours to play one match at like a Texas showdown before like the year that Street Fighter 5 came out and then last year like everything was zip zop zop like moving quick uh, but it still feels like a lot of standing around and a lot of not doing anything this is about eight times worse on an online tournament the CPT and, yeah and it has to do with a couple of things first of all I want to make sure that this is very clear None of this is on the event organizers, right? Like the TOs, like they're hauling ass. There was like two people running 16 brackets. It was kind of crazy. Um, but they were doing their best. And I think this issue, the issue that I have with this waiting is a twofold solution. One, 
tracking down players is a pain in the ass, right? Like the players, I think, are the ones causing the issue because, A, it's time to play. Show up on time or else you get DQ'd. B, uh, start.gg is another issue uh, mm -hmm. where every, I don't if you guys haven't played an online tournament on uh, start.gg, I keep wanting to call it Smash because that's the old name. Uh, there is a countdown timer for every step of the match process. There's a countdown timer for checking in. There's a countdown timer for joining the lobby. There's a countdown timer for reporting the first game. There's a countdown timer for reporting the second game. There's a countdown timer for both players to uh, verify the results. And then there's another countdown timer for the next match. So because of the way things work on StartGG... There was a, there was a, I, I even streamed my run on Saturday. There was a point where we were literally waiting for like almost 45 minutes for our next match. And it was just waiting on timers because players didn't show up, right? It was like DQ, DQ, DQ. It got to the point where I went on Discord and, and I was like, hey, Vae, because Vae was the person running my pools. Uh, Vi, uh, these people all got DQ'd like eight times. Can we just move this along? And he was like, yep, great point. Uh, so I think we need to find a better solution, uh, for the online tournament experience as far as the platform, right? And if anybody here works on start.gg, get at me. I have some feedback. Uh, and B, <laughs> I think we as players need to do better about playing our matches, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, on Wednesday, I play. I entered Tampa Never Sleeps. First match, couldn't find the player. Couldn't find the. Couldn't find the guy. Went on Discord. Hey, I can't find my player. The answer from the bracket runner, who again was running like eight billion brackets, was like, yeah, they checked in on Smash GG, man. Uh, so, I, I guess they're here. Uh, I went and I saw them. They were just playing ranked on their stream. So. <laughs> Right? Like, fu uh, fuck. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> what else do you do besides have a check-in procedure? Okay, the players showed up to the tournament. Now, where are they? I mean, what what else is there to really do more of? Because that's, that's for personal accountability. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think we as players need to be better about that. Granted, I will say this. The whole, like, going to play ranked between tournament matches, I think is specifically because they're, it takes so long to get to yeah. other matches, right? So I think people want to stay warm. They want to stay limber. So they go play ranked or they go play on uh, like something and then they come back ready for the, for the match. But there's a little bit of a disconnect there that just causes like people like me, like who are like neurotic and like, I'm just, it <laughs> felt like I was just like tracking players down. It's like, Hey, I, we need to play. And then we would play. Then, like, oh, I got to wait 10 minutes because the guy I beat didn't click verify results. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 we, we, there, there needs to be something done about that. Uh, because that, I think, was, like, the crux of my big problem. With that said, though, shout-outs to uh, Alex Valle and the Level Up crew. Uh, they, with what they had, I think that tournament went as smooth as it could have gone on my end. That's good things, news. Right? So... Big shout-outs to the TOs and everybody working hard to make sure everything's right. If you work at Smash uh, Start GG, get at me. Best of, uh, biz at bestofyshow.com. Uh, 
Automatic, I know you've had some uh, tournament experiences with online tournaments. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, well, I have some afterthoughts because I oftentimes don't participate in them very much anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've done a few. I think the last time I did an online tournament, uh, I played in a Street Fighter Six tournament when it first came out. And then I, I had to play somebody from Mexico and I lost. And then I played in Bum's tournament, which was better because it, it was you put money to you have to pay like 10 bucks to enter oh, cool. so the pool of players is less and i think you have less of that problem where players don't show up and you have more you have people who are really invested in the tournament and it's not like they can just check in and then just not like communicate that they lost their matches or anything like that so it's a it's i guess more professional in that regard mm -hmm. But uh, oftentimes I don't participate in the online tournaments because they're late at night. Sometimes they go really late at night, and I'm a family man now, so I can't really spare that time as much as I used to. So on top of that, the whole tournament structure is just very difficult, whether it's offline or online, to have a satisfying mm -hmm. experience because there's so many things that can go wrong, uh, whether it's on the internet or in person. So as much as I like competing, it's just really tough for me to want to compete consistently in a lot of these tournaments because you show up is it on a playstation is it on xbox is it on pc is it do they have a converter do they have 60 hertz do they have 120 hertz <laughs> you know is this do they, do they do they run the brackets well is it a five dollar entry is it a ten dollar entry is it going to be eight jp players it's it's uh <laughs> it's tough it's tough these days but i mean it's so cool <laughs> yeah uh, and, and to add to this too, since we're talking about both online and offline, uh, I had my one big gripe with Evo last year was that I did too well to enjoy Evo. So every day when I would stop playing, I would go to the booths, lines were capped. That was it. Right. And that, and that's a, so like, I would not, I didn't get to play project L with the exception of that. I spoke to the community team since we've been, uh, in communication and somebody from like somebody who had a media slot didn't show up. So I got to play in lucky? that media slot. Yeah. It was extremely lucky and it was very nice of, uh, the project L community team. Speaking of which, uh, want to give a quick shout out of condolences to everybody at riot. They, Got rid of like yeah, 500 people today, like for a layoff. That's extremely terrible. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I got laid off last October, uh, last August. So it's not a great feeling, especially because it's not anybody who's working's fault, right? Like any anybody who got laid off, it's not their fault. It's the fault of the people above them who laid them off. Uh, but shout outs to everybody at Riot, man. This is extremely stressful. Uh, from what I saw, I don't think anybody from Project L was affected in the sense of getting laid off, but it's extremely stressful to go through stuff like that. So uh, big shout outs of condolences. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure like, I feel like everybody at Riot is super duper talented. So I hope they will get back on their feet very soon. Ugh. Yeah. This reminds me of Rumbleverse, not really related, but I just think mm. about the industry and all yeah. the different ways things can go south and sucks. Yeah. yeah. We got the wrong people calling the shots. That's all I was saying. <laughs> money, uh, money. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, um, yeah. So every time I would, well, we were talking about Evo before I went into that diatribe. Uh, every time I would finish playing, I would go to enjoy the booth, whether it was the six, uh, Street Fighter Six Carnival booth or whether it was Mortal Kombat 1 because Mortal Kombat hadn't come out yet and Tekken 8 had a booth. But all the lines were capped, so I couldn't do anything. So I was like, well... Then I got stuck in this in-between of, like, I lost, so I can't play in the tournament anymore, but it's too late to enjoy the convention, so, 
guess I'll just I tried tried to play some casuals and then I just went back to my room. Uh, <laughs> uh, my feet hurt going back to bed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, all this to say, uh, with how far I, I also remember the experience of playing like in Wednesday night fights online for street fighter four after Valle had moved out of the, uh, super arcade and ex comparing that experience to the experience I had this past weekend, it is miraculously amazing. It's, it's a much better experience than it was before. So shout outs to Valle and, uh, Shinjin and everybody over there at Level Up uh, for creating a great experience for everybody. But I think I just think we as players need to do better, man. That yeah, I think you're right. And I, I hate to be I have a Debbie Downer thought. Oh, and go I, for I don't want to say it because it sounds like that's like they're running it probably as best as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best possible experience. It's close to it. You know what I'm saying? How can you make it? better <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what's you know what's interesting from there you know what's interesting if you ever participate in an icfc i think they have the formula right and icfc is run by 10-0 i think they have the formula right however again it's it's one of those things where when one thing goes wrong everything is going to go wrong right it feels like all of the tournaments that we participate in they're like on a on a razor's edge uh but what they do is Nobody touches the Smash GG except the bracket runners. And they have, like, one person running three brackets, I think. So, and it, it's almost like an offline tournament where you play your match, and then you report your score to the bracket runner, and then they mark it down. And that's it. And to me, that kind of takes away a lot of the issues that are created by Smash.gg, or Start.gg, sorry. However... It opens up a whole new possibility of errors in kit, like if something goes wrong on the admin side, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it reduces the amount of user errors if you have less users yeah. who are responsible for inputting the data. Mm -hmm. But it does require more staff, though. Like it requires more people to be more, uh, to pay more attention to the brackets, right? Because I think, if I remember correctly, um, actually, you know what? I can even pull it up on Discord. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think there were literally just two people running brackets. And it was Valle and someone else. Let's see here. Oh, I'm not, I have to scroll up all the way. All right, whatever. Yeah, it was like Valle running brackets 1 through 8 and somebody else running brackets 8 through 16 or whatever. Uh, so I guess, I guess then it comes down to uh, how much staff do you have and how much attention can you pay to each individual bracket, right? So I, I guess that all comes down to like what you have available. Uh, but either way, I it, it still all comes down to players need to do better, you know, yeah. be, be more communicative. And it was cool because like I met a couple cool people. Uh, I got eliminated by Spababin, so we're gonna I'm gonna go play him soon. Um, and uh, and the person who put me in losers is a Mezzi, which I'm so sad about. Uh, What's wrong with a Mezzi, man? You know, I've been thinking. I had a thought about him lately. Oh, when has he it. ever said something that's actually negative? He said things that are disagreeable, right, on Twitter that are, like, not the right, you know, maybe not the right opinions. But he's overall kind of positive, I think. I think the big thing that bothered me about him was when there was that AT&T Annihilator Cup. It felt like he was one of the people that was stoking the flames of, like, oh, look at these dumb streamers just making this game look bad. Oh. 
Maybe I have uh what's it called when you have selective um, memory? Selective memory or like something that happens recency bias. Oh, recency bias. I, just I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but look, uh we played uh he beat me and I went to losers, so shout outs to them. Uh and and you know, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> it was Not one of those things. Player. It was one of those it's things cool. where I saw the name and I was like, damn it, I hope I don't lose it and I lost. Uh, Shucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had to, I had to eat my hat, my own hat on that one or whatever. But anyway, uh, overall, not a negative experience. Could be better. But I feel like that's the same. That's the, that's the, that's the case for just about every tournament we go to, right? It's like, a, it's not a bad experience. It's good, but could be better. I mean, we've come a long way from 100% actually getting hustled in real life tournaments. I've mm -hmm. had that happen many times. Me too. I won a tournament. I'm like, hey, this doesn't add up, man. First place <laughs> should equal this. This many players. What about this? Oh, this person didn't pay me. That's, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and why is that my problem? <laughs> I'm like 19, dude. Yeah, no, I also remember uh, when I first started... Uh, anytime I would go to a major, there was a lot of bracket floating going around. They would just put like whoever oh. was available next up. Uh, so that was fun. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a tournament organizer get a bye to winner's final. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, what? Hey, the bracket worked out that way, you know? Not their fault. I'm, I'm air quotes here. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think that total, that outlook is the best outlook right like things have come a long long way and the fact that i think just the fact that we're having like a premiere on an online tournament is miraculous enough and the fact that it went well is yes and hopefully good. it's in combination with a little more offline events mm -hmm. next time around just yep. a little bit more yep i 1000 percent agree speaking of things being unfair automatic Life has been unfair to both of us recently. Quite unfair. Really unfair. Man, things really suck right now. They do. They're so terrible. Because... I'm saying. Yeah, because... We're sitting here. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of people who are playing... Under night two. In the early access. There's a bunch of people playing Tekken 8 because mom and pop shops don't care about no street dates. <laughs> and. There's a world where. Ultra Street Fighter 4. Has a rollback mod that is still out and about. Correct. So. Let's. Okay, hold on. I thought this was going to be cool, but it's just bothering me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, how sad can I look? <laughs> For how long do I got to keep this frustrated face? Uh, so earlier this, uh, late last week, early this weekend, uh, somebody put up a doc with installation instructions to a mod for Ultra Street Fighter 4 that included rollback. Less than an hour after that was posted, the doc was changed to this. 
The build referenced by this document has been deleted. While it does technically run, it was never considered functional by the author of the mod. For updates, go to the FGC network thing. Oh. So, no more rollback. Everybody, I, I feel like Twitter like went on an uproar. Like, like, uh, like if you were standing in the middle of a field when a soccer team scored a goal, that's what Twitter would sound like. Right, like the home team just going crazy. Yeah, and then I'm really looking forward to what comes after that. Like you Street Fighter Four tournaments, are people gonna go back and actually play it? That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. I don't you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of the game, but I'd like to see it happen. Yeah, I, I totally want to see people go back at the Ultra Street Fighter Four and then remember Ultra Street Fighter Four Elena. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, you know, we talked about this last week too. It's like uh there's always like the, the rose colored glasses outlook, right? When you when you compare an old game to a newer game. Uh, so I'd be super curious to see how like people would react going back to Ultra Street Fighter 4. Uh, but no more. That, was that, that another burger? Gone. Was it just somebody lying? I don't really understand what happened. It was a build that was never meant to be released. It was then taken away from this document. I think there's still like files rolling around in the internet. So if I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find somebody that copied the folder. I wouldn't trust it because, you know, downloading anything off the internet nowadays is kind of scary. So was it just not done, it seems? Yeah, it seems like it was something that just wasn't finished. So uh... sad times were had. Speaking of more sad times being had, uh, there's a lot of people playing Under Night and Earth 2 right now. <laughs> but because you and I are Steam people, we have to wait. We have to wait until... 6 p.m. tomorrow. Dang, really? 6 p. 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Well, I guess I don't have to wake up early. That's uh, I can, <laughs> you know, farm some more um, pal spheres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and even on top of that, I saw I saw one of the tos here from Austin. His name's Franklin. Great guy. Great TO, he really cares about the scene. Posted a picture with the PS5 case of Tekken 8, being like, the story mode's great. <laughs> Where's my copy, damn it? What a jerk. I gotta wait until tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, until the 25th, which is Thursday. At hold on, this is a little this is a little small. Let's zoom in. You know, I have not yet bought Tekken 8. And I'm kind of picking up my my weight a little bit. Oh yeah, I did buy I did buy Undernight, so that might keep me busy. And Tekken is kind of a new Tekken, so mm -hmm. it might take a second for it to you know flesh out. We'll see. I wonder if they're going the same route as Street Fighter Six. They're not they're not going to patch it for a whole uh, you know year or something. But if I'm judging by Tekken Seven, it took a while. Like, if you think about the arcade versions, it took a mm -hmm. while for Tekken 7 to get to a good place. And it had a lot of mishaps on the way, too. They had a good uh, product, and they eventually had a better product. But I don't know about the Tekken 8 release. I kind of want to see what happens until I dive into it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I specifically remember all the, all the horror stories of people playing the arcade version of Tekken 7 before the console release. I especially remember... That the version that they took to tournaments, right? They used to take like the game boards to tournaments. For whatever reason, every once in a while, because uh, you could 
select which side you, your character was on, during the match, it would just freeze for about 15 frames to sync everything up. So you could be in the middle of a combo, you could be in the middle of a block string, and all of a sudden the game just freezes for 15 frames, and then you're screwed. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, so... I just remember Kunko winning tournaments with Akuma, and Kunko yep. was not a Tekken player. He did yep. not know how to play the game. But he knew how to uppercut FADC. Yeah, I think it was Capcom Cup? Cup? Or not Capcom Cup, uh, Canada Cup. I think Canada yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I also remember, oh man, yeah, I, I remember seeing a lot of, a lot of names that we no longer see playing Tekken, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. So I'm curious to see uh, how Tekken 8 comes out. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Yeah, they used to have all the arcade versions that they could patch and refine until they would get the actual console release, but this is the first time they're not doing an arcade release before console release. But with that said, oh yeah. With that <laughs> the said, sorry to interrupt, but the discussion is if uh, if Japan and Korea it's the game the same time that us Americans and Europeans get the game. Oh, it might be a different might be a different story then. Nah, well, hell I guess me. that we'll see. <laughs> Pakistan owns everything Tekken now, right? Like we saw Arzalan oh, Ash win the Tekken too. World Tour final. Arzalan Ash is the only person that has done like the triple crown version of the FGC, where he won Evo Japan, Evo. And the Tekken World Tour finals. In it's interesting year. that it's an incredibly difficult game to do it in, too. But yeah. maybe that's part of the reason why. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I always remember seeing, like, every Tekken World Tour finals, you would always have, like, the pick for who was going to win. And then Tekken World Tour finals would happen, and it would be somebody completely different. And I think that shows, like, the the level at which everybody was playing Tekken, right? Um, but what I wanted to mention is... Reviews of Tekken dropped today. I think today was the uh, embargo day, uh, the last embargo day for uh, the reviews of Tekken 7, so or Tekken 8, I'm sorry. Uh, so IGN has a review. Uh, I saw PC Gamer Mag has a review. Uh, Event Hubs has a review. Hopefully in the future, Best of Five will have a review. Uh, but uh, it's very interesting that a lot of people are saying a lot of positive things. It feels kind of like the Street Fighter 6 when Street Fighter 6 reviews were coming out before the game came out. And everybody was kind of like, you know, uh, are these for real? Or is or is the game going to be actually this good? Or, you know, um, it's, it's always good to take those reviews with a grain of salt, right? Because at the end of the day, opinions are not... Uh, you know, opinions are not really transferred. Like, you, you can disagree with someone as far as, like, sure. game being good or bad. So... Oh, I, it's always smart to take those with a grain of salt. So, but the general perspective too. Yeah, like I don't think reviews are oftentimes digested by competitive fighting game mm -hmm. players. It's more the casual audience and their their thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, but with that said, general across the board, people who got the review copy seem very happy with it. Uh, and yes, Shayan brings up Metacritic. Uh, Metacritic is I don't know if this is still the case, but a while ago, Metacritic used to be how game companies would measure bonuses, uh, how they would pay out bonuses after a game release. So if it had a high Metacritic score, more bonus, low Metacritic score, no bonus. Which is kind of weird because Metacritic is like, you know, just like a random ass website <laughs> with uh, people who review the game. But yeah, uh, I'm optimistic. 
Tekken 8 looks cool. I'm excited. I'll definitely be here on the 25th, which is Thursday at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, and I'll be uh, playing the shit out of it. So it should be good. should be good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, aside from uh, life being extremely unfair and us not being able to play those games right now, uh, Automatic, you went through, you went through Twitter. Uh, I went through your Twitter, and you retweeted a couple of cool tech clips on right. Street Fighter Six that I wanted to show off. Oh, you got it. Okay. I got a couple. I got a couple. Wait, hold on there. All right. First, uh, Banana Can was showing off uh, against. Paladin, you know, the, the prodigy 16-year-old Ryu. Friend uh, of the stream. Friend of the stream. Uh, was showing off that with JP, <laughs> you too can avoid drive impacts with no drive meter. Let's see what he did. Okay, burn the super. That's, that's cool. Everybody's got those. Oh, amnesia. Rip. Look at that. Punish counter specific, probably. Yep. And then he got hit the third time. Third time's the charm. <laughs> third time's the charm. <laughs> but I thought that was actually a really cool uh, idea to use the amnesia to get out of uh, the eye pressure when you're in burnout. I never... I mean, I'm not a JP player, so I never would have thought about that. So I'd, be, I'd get it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, he did one answer was the level one. Obviously, invincible. You can react to the DI. You just got to buffer it a little bit. Second time, it was heavy punch after the super. And then you can verify the DI and then go into amnesia. The regular amnesia, I believe, has armor on the third frame. So as long as you do it somewhat early, you're not going to get hit before the amnesia starts. And the regular amnesia is very similar to the OD amnesia, except it has one projectile. But you still get the same animation. You move backwards, and you get the combo after the side switch. But he didn't expect the third DI. Unfortunate. Yep. Paladin's got that stubborn young man brain. <laughs> <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, do it three more times. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's the first time I think, I think I've think i seen a, an interaction like that with uh, DI. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, up next, uh, Zangief player. All the way out of Japan, playing against the Honda. Oh, player. not just any Zangief player, my friend. That is Hugo's very own Third Strike Hayao. Oh, okay. It's Hayao, my friend. Hayao. Hayao. Doing the Zangief thing. Let's see what he does against. You seem like you don't know who Hayao is. I do not. I, I think I think he's before my time. He's before my time. <laughs> There's two the two legendary Third Strike Hugo players from Japan. Hayao, YSB. Hayao is known for doing standing 720s. He's like that. That's his oh, thing. He does okay. do Tachi Gigas. He does it in Street Fighter Six as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Man, I, I feel like I feel like I need like a, an introspective on Hayao now. <laughs> maybe maybe for maybe for next week I could have you write up an essay or something. <laughs> give you some homework. That's not I'm a bad kidding. idea. Not a yeah, bad idea. Like give me give me an intro to Hayao because I he's before right I joined after third strike so i had no idea but that's mm. badass though so legendary hugo uh standing 720 uh mythological arturian <laughs> uh Hayao against uh against the honda player let's see what he does oh damn all right yep that was a good He's reaction good spinning 
Okay, so I'm assuming that's that's the the standing 720. <laughs> Actually, nope. That was nope. not the case of that. Nope. He buffered the jab before that. Oh. He did a crouching jab to do the first 360, and then he completed it. Actually, you can get a close look at the inputs to see exactly how he timed it, but I suspect that he did a 360. Yep. Mm. See, he did a 360 after the jab, and then upon seeing the butt slam, then he inputs the other quarter circle, or a uh, half circle, or a uh, circle, circle. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, okay. I believe in this game, just like in Third Strike, you don't actually have to complete the 720. You just got to hit up once. So you can do uh, left, down, right, up, left, down, right. And then you don't need a second up. But actually, I have to check. That's how you can do it in Third Strike, but I think you can do the same thing in this game. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You don't need two ups, I think. Okay. You, you just need, like, the Forgot. cardinal direction and then just, uh, like, a, a semblance of... <laughs> Something like that. Uh, what else is there? Uh, and third strike, one hundred percent for sure. You only need one up to do a seven twenty. If you just got to do it within the super jump frames, and then you know you can look very cool in front of all your friends. Damn, super jump frames. I haven't thought about that since Street Fighter Four. I I played Ibuki, so I used to have to worry about uh, super jump cancels. Uh, didn't have to worry about neutral though. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> speaking it's speaking in the air. <laughs> Speaking of avoiding neutral, uh, this next one is uh, courtesy of you. Oh. Because uh, I feel like you're one of the few people who are really, like, trying to make Jamie work in the highest of high levels. I'm, I'm back on thinking he's good again. I, I was at, a, like, a, a point where I was shielding him, but also serious because I think he had a lot of potential. And then I was like, ah, he's all right. And now I'm back to thinking, well, drink for Jamie's number one, I think. I, mm -hmm. He's the best. <laughs> But zero drink Jamie sucks. He's the worst. But you can get to the best. Like I, I, I'm starting to enjoy the game again and believe in Jamie again. Damn. Yeah. So th this has been a true roller coaster of emotions of a journey for you. Yeah. Maybe just because I've been playing him only him consistently for the past couple of months or so that I've been playing the game. But yeah, this clip is uh, interesting setup because you see a lot of characters like Ken who have very big corner carry. So I thought it'd be funny to make a clip about something that's somewhat practical for Jamie that goes from one corner to the next. Uh, while I think this combo is very rare and you won't really see it that often, what I like to do with these Twitter clips, with these Twitter clips is break it down in the sections that are good. Like this part of the combo has high utility. This part of the combo showcases that there's a reset and the juggle points. This shows that you can do this part after that and just different ideas that are expressed in one motion. But then under the title of, hey, this goes corner to corner. It's hard <laughs> for Jamie to do it, but there's useful things in the, in the you know, phrasing of it. Okay, well, uh, walk us through it here. Let's see. I got it right here. So start with a crouching fierce into the All magical right, so driver. Drink, right, drink forward, Jamie, down heavy punch into forward heavy kick. You might think, like, why would you want to do that combo? Well, this target combo that unlocks in drink four, his forward heavy kick into the headbutt follow-up, that target combo in itself does not combo. It actually needs the advantage that you gain from the drive rush to allow it to link together. So you're putting the down heavy punch that combos into the forward heavy kick, which then gets more frame advantage, so it can combo into the headbutt. So then you can get two palms. <laughs> so then you can combo into the medium punch palm right there. So that's that's that has other uses outside of this combo. Yep. And then so that that headbutt into the palms actually reduces your juggle state, but the the level three super resets your juggle points for Jamie. Interesting. Okay, so let's see what you so do after afterwards. this. Medium punch and then heavy kick that does something to the juggle, and that's actually a delay. That's a delay on the 2kk launcher kick. If you do it just 
uh, with reversal timing, that doesn't work. You have to hold. You have to either delay the heavy kick or delay the the down kicks for that to work. And then that heavy punch timing is a bit of a delay as well. When you normally do that combo with like something such as medium kick, dry rush, 2KK, heavy kick in the air, and then heavy punch, that heavy punch juggle timing has two separate frames of success. You have to delay it a little bit, and then there's one frame that works, one frame that doesn't work, and then another frame that works. <laughs> so, wow. And it's really only, I think the best part of it is you get extra corner carry and extra meter. I think doing it for the damage is not really the reason why you add that heavy punch. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you can just do the sweep, and it's much easier to connect. So make sure you get that corner position. Gotcha. So all you Jamie players. With Jamie. Man, so you have, so you need to do like, uh, you have two frames of which you can actually get that correctly then. It sounds Separate like. frames. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Not, That's even it's worse. It's like a two frame link. It's a two, it's like one frame and then no. It's like a circle, then an X, then a circle, and then a bunch of X's. <laughs> but there's an X before the circle, the first circle. Oh, man. Well, sounds like. I can't wait to see, like, late stage Street Fighter Six when everybody has that kind of stuff, like, down pat. <laughs> Much like how... changed. I, maybe they make that combo easy next season. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I, I just hope they... I just hope they buff uh, Manon, because she needs some help. <laughs> uh, although, I will say, I made her 97th with Manon, you know, the lowest tier character, according to everybody. Uh, I think <laughs> she's pretty good, bad. but anyway. Uh... I mean, I, I hope they make the game better and balanced and better. If I've learned anything in the past two days of playing Power World, you just need a good game. That's it. Yeah, and what a what a great segue because uh, this last topic that I wanted to chat about is uh, specifically because of Power World because you and I were palling around on Power World yesterday. <laughs> yep. uh, for for those of you that don't know, Power World is this uh, game that is essentially Pokemon, but like not Pokemon, right? With guns. That's the that's kind of the tagline there. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to. <laughs> I, I specifically wanted to bring this game up because it, there is a way that this circles back to the FGC. And specifically, what I wanted to talk about is uh, uh, the game's vibe, right? Because this game is now a record-breaking game it reached two million concurrent players on steam which is a record on steam uh there's a shit ton of people buying it i think there's like five million copies sold or some something like that yeah that sounds about right and it's the it's the pokemon that pokemon fans have been wanting for a long time but pokemon never gave it to them but pal world did look at all those poker mans <laughs> and guns <laughs> yeah it's not afraid to be silly and just wrong ethically yeah <laughs> just a goofy game yeah no and it's it's literally like it's a open world game where you can capture your pals and then like they work alongside you um and the vibe of this game and the vibe that people have created around this game is in my opinion what kind of skyrocketed this game right because Pokemon, I don't know if you guys have played any recent Pokemon games, have been pretty ass for the last couple of iterations. Like, buggy messes, like, they haven't played well, they haven't been really fun. The vibes were off. Since we live in a vibes-based economy, the vibes <laughs> for Power World are off the charts. And thus, Power World is off the charts. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to 
bring this over to the FGC because the vibes are off the chart for the FGC. Street Fighter VI, everybody seems pretty excited about it, right? Although the vibes are a little bit down because people are starting to get a little, uh, like it feels like the game's getting a little stagnant now uh, before Capcom Cup and everybody's kind of looking forward to the big patch. Mortal Kombat 1 seems to have dropped pretty drastically. Um, go for it. You probably know what I'm thinking, huh? Go for have it. Have you seen some of the mods? I saw Dingling, man, and I'm I'm I I don't want to I I'm good with Oh, Mortal for Mortal Kombat 1? I saw a Dingling mod on somebody. Mm. Well, I mean, it's flopping around, bro. <laughs> well, there was there was that one issue with uh uh, Street Fighter Six mod during a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the it was the character from uh, um in 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 super guy, oh indestructible the, the guest character yeah, yeah Omni Man they had an Omni Man with <laughs> see the vibes are off the vibes are yes! off <laughs> the vibes are off and as a result people seem less excited about Mortal Kombat One now this is all to say that the people who love Mortal Kombat 1 are playing the hell out of it. And some of the tournaments that, like, watching MK1 tournaments are super cool. Uh, like, I've been watching uh, Sakura Shrine, which is Saki Sakura doing her thing. Um, I haven't seen any of, like, the Pro Tour stuff. But it feels like the vibes are off. And it's been, uh, it's been replicated in how the numbers for MK1 have been down as far as entrants go. So... Do you need to go? Okay, I'll I'll take over. Uh, all right. While automatic takes a takes a little break, we'll do one of these. Hello, it's just me now. This is scary. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about are vibes, right? So we have the vibes for Street Fighter Six. They were off the charts, right? Like they got the marketing just right. They got the release just right. People were super excited. Tekken 8 is coming out in the next couple days. The vibes are off the chart for Tekken 8, right? Now we see the reviews coming out. Everybody seems to be, like, uplifting and, like, carrying the 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 excitement, the vibe of, uh, of Tekken 8 onto release, which is coming out this Thursday. And also Uni 2. Everybody's super excited about Uni 2. And, you know, the vibes are immaculate. Uh, but I really, I really just wanted to bring that up because at the end of the day here with these games, with Street Fighter 6, with Mortal Kombat 1, with Tekken 8, with Uni 2, literally any game, it is all about the community vibes. And you can see games that are still thriving. Uh, you can see games that are still thriving despite being in like the quote-unquote back burner as it were uh like guilty gear exard rev 2 there's still tons of people entering guilty gear exard rev, rev 2 accent core tons of people entering accent core right uh i'm sure if i pulled up the frosty faustings number there is going to be a ton of people vibing for like old uh melty blood actress again current code right and uh, actually i think melty blood Actress again, current code, or whatever the name is, uh, the name of the game is. I apologize, is high up on the list, high up than some of the other games. And in addition, Uni Two, I wanted to bring this up. 
because I saw this tweet right before I hit the go live button. Rick was saying that Uni2 needed two more entrants to break a milestone record. What record is it? I have no idea. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what the record is. But that's really cool to see, right? New game coming out. The vibes are immaculate. Records are being broken. And it's because we all live in a vibes-based economy. You with me? Y'all got it? It's all about the vibes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is the vibe around Mortal Kombat 1. The vibe around Mortal Kombat 1 seems to be down, right? And it's not, I, it's not that the game is bad, I don't think. I think it needs a couple of tweaks for me personally. Uh, but I think the community is kind of getting down on the game itself quite a bit. And as a result, it's reflecting in entrant numbers. So, for example, earlier this week, uh, Rick Dahado, the general manager of Evo and also the, uh, the director of Combo Breaker, uh, showed the Combo Breaker 2024 close of early bird registration numbers. Uh, and not numbers, but like the, the top eight leaderboard. First up is Street Fighter VI. Right, Street Fighter VI got the number one spot. Tekken 8 got the number two spot. Grand Blue Versus got the number three spot. Guilty Gear Strive got the number four spot. Under Night and Birth 2 got the fifth spot. Guilty Gear Revelator 2 got the sixth spot. Smash Brothers Ultimate got the seventh spot. And at eighth is Mortal Kombat 1. Now, is this indicative of whether the game is good or not? Nah. Right? Ultimately, it all comes down to community vibes. But I think because the community is being so critical about the game and people are saying, oh, Mortal Kombat 1 is dead. People don't like it, blah, blah, blah. That's bringing down the vibes, man. That's bringing down the vibes. And, you know, can't, can't be having bad vibes in the community because it is a vibes-based economy. And that was the chat that I wanted to have as far as vibes go. Now, before we leave, I wanted to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a preview here on uh, on the show of Frosty Faustings coming up. I didn't get too much time to prepare much, but I got a little bit. So first, I wanted to preview uh, the Street Fighter VI and of things. Frosty Faustings has a total of 728 entrants. 64 pulls for Street Fighter 6. Now, them's high vibes. Uh, and they have people like Dual Kevin, Joe Umarogan, who got second in this week's uh, CPT. We got... Uh, we got, let's see, uh, Naji, Just a Kid, all of these guys. Uh, Automatic, we... I, I, I wanted to... I wanted to... I'm doing a little bit of a breakdown on Street Fighter Six brackets at Frosty okay. Fastings. So, oh, all right, nice. Here, here is what I'd like you to do. I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but we'll be all right. I want you well, to there's... pick. I want you to pick a winner. Pick who you think is going to win. I'll give you some names here. I have the I have the pools list here. If you get it right, okay, I'll I'll buy Pizza. you a. I'll buy you a pizza or a quesadilla, whichever one you want. 
If I get it right, if I get it right, right. you buy me Uh a pizza. You buy yourself. You buy yourself the pizza. Uh, Okay, I'll buy it myself. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Uh, So here is the list that we have. Uh, First of all, there's 728 entrants at Frosty Faustings for Street Fighter VI, which is a very significant number. Uh, what? That's seven, a lot. Yeah, seven hundred and twenty for a fun tournament. Yep, sixty-four that's, pools. That's pretty nice. Okay, okay. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. But and they have people like Dual Kevin, Joe Umarogan, Naji, Just the Kid, Flash Metroid, Stealth. If you remember Stealth, I think he's a Texas guy. Uh, Kizzy K is going to be showing up. That's cool. I'm excited to see Kizzy K. Uh, Coach Steve. JB. Nubenheimer, the the Guilty Gear prodigy. Nubenheimer. He plays JP, right? I believe so. Uh, Zach in the Box. Eli the Curry. Scrot Vermillion, the anime legend. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. African. Omega Tom Hanks. Uh, Cusco is going there. Uh, I just want to read this name because this name is hilarious. Wu Tang Dan. Dan. Wu Tang Dan. Uh, Punk. Oh. Uh, let's see who else are names that I recognize. Uh, let's see. There's Mike Lou, Marvello, Hokuto, Defeatly. Damn, that's a name I haven't seen in a hot minute. Uh, Riddles. Tega. Mr. Lot, there's Mad- a lot of good players going. <laughs> Mr. Madgear, right here from Texas. Uh, Papa Greg. I don't want to say his name. Oh. <laughs> you don't got a hood pass. Uh, uh, Boombox Hero. <laughs> that, <laughs> Boombox Hero. <laughs> that's a that's his uh, his Twitter handle, I think. Uh, or that's his alternate handle, as it were. Uh, Let's see who else we got here. Uh, Jabali. <laughs> a lot of things happen in just a few syllables. <laughs> You're like, Jab- I mean, oh, I've already said enough of it. So let me finish the whole word. No, is, <laughs> is a good friend of the show. He's we're cool. He's a, he's great at friend toing. <laughs> yeah, he uh, really is. No, I yeah, he's. I went to CEO for the first time last year and. I had a blast. I hate Daytona, but I had a blast at CEO. Hmm. Um, Arlieth is going. Uh, Hologram Mike Ross. I don't know who that is, but that's their name. Play Third Strike. Oh, ah, okay. Player, I believe. Ray Ray. The Marvel 3. Street Fighter 6? Yep. It's a lot of names. Yeah. Uh, this is... We're only on pool F. <laughs> So there's still that's crazy. That's a really big tournament. I didn't expect. I thought it'd be like an anime tournament with Street Fighter for fun, but this is a serious tournament. Yeah. Oh, I think those are the big names. Wow. So, why don't we do this instead of instead of me just like making you pick a name out of the ether? Let me give you let me give you four names of who I think will win. I did I did write down most of the names that you just mentioned. Oh, cool. Well, do you have a do you have a pick for first place? For first place, sheesh! Man. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, since since a right or wrong bet seems very unfair, why don't we do this? Pick a name, and if they make it to top eight, I'll buy you the pizza 
4K submitter. That's too easy. It's it's. I could pick three names. Oh, actually, Punk, yeah. You know what? You're right. All right. Uh, top three. <laughs> top three. Top three. Top three. I'll make it not a necessary. I'll say Dual Kevin make top three. Dual I think Kevin? Punk is the easy choice. Yeah. And that's a better chance than anybody else. Uh, but I think Dual Kevin. I want to pick Dual Kevin because he is in Capcom Cup. He did. I believe got to top three in the Midwest CPT, even though he was already qualified through World Warrior. He's looking very, very, very powerful these days with that loop. And I, I, I remember in Street Fighter V, there was a moment, I believe it was CEO, and he was the last last American against nothing but foreigners in Street Fighter V. And he wasn't like as known as he was to this day. Mm -hmm. as like part of the Street Fighter leagues and all that other stuff. He was, more, he was more of a Marvel player playing Street Fighter. But I remember at that time too, Rasheed was not a cool character. It was oh not yeah, that's enjoyable right. To look at them, but he was the only person in America on that stage, and I was I, I became a Dual Kevin fan. He played <laughs> with so much heart and just so much. He's really solid and he's he's really good. So I I, I think we're gonna see big things from Dual Kevin uh, at Frosty Faustings and in the future of the CPT. Yeah. Uh, no, and as you mentioned, he already qualified, so he's he's got the he's got the trip, the the week long trip, already booked. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick out uh, Joe Umarogan. Joe Umarogan from Canada is flying down. Uh, he got second this past weekend. Yeah. Joe, I, you know, I see a little bit of punk in Joe Umarogan. And I don't, I don't mean as a player. I mean as an attitude. Like he has mm. a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove. And I think he has, because of that, he has a lot of room for growth and to, you know, he has that desire to beat people for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as my interactions, whenever I play Joe Rogan in ranked, eh, I kind of, you know, <laughs> most of the time I <clears throat> take care okay. of business. But yeah, he's a really good actor. Cool. So dual Kevin then. Dual Kevin's your pick to make top three? Yes. Okay. Then uh, dual Kevin makes top three. Hey, Siberia on me or pizza, whichever one you want. Shall we shake? If uh, let's see. I think it's this way, right? How about if this okay? <laughs> <laughs> How about if I if my bet is correct, it's Quesabiria. Okay, your bet. No, Quesabiria for you, but then it's pizza for me. Wait. So if Dual Kevin makes top three, I have to buy Quesabiria for me and pizza Dual for Kevin. You? Makes top three. That means I won. Therefore, I get quesadilla. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll buy you quesadilla, and then I'll buy you pizza, and then you buy me pizza. All right, there, there it is. The bet is in. Now I have one more surprise for you. All right. Last week, you mentioned that Frosty Faustings is part of the Jazzy Circuit. Oh, uh -huh. true. Do you have an opinion on who might be taking that tournament? It has a hundred and. It has 150 yeah, I entrants. I didn't see any names. <laughs> There's no names on the bracket. I don't know who's going. Uh, the names that I'm seeing here are Yuki. Oh, that's a that's a highly seated person. Even, even I know that person. Uh, from Texas, I believe. Big Red. Uh, Arlia. Uh, Kuma player? Uh, uh, a poop-eating Makoto player? <laughs> Arlias? Uh, Friend of the stream. Bisu? A Yun? I believe it's a Yun or a Chun player. Maybe Dudley. Let's see. It's already some strong names, though. It's going to be a good tournament. 
Yeah, I see. Let's see the the people who are seated highest in their pools. There's Yogurt Brain, Buki Player. I think I've played them in tournament at one point, maybe. Mister Part Two. Don't know. Also, I want to point out that these people are all. Well, a majority of these people are sponsored by Logan Arcade. So shout out oh, to Logan Arcade, man. Is that uh, I don't know where that's from. Me neither, but there's a lot of I see a lot of names with the Logan Arcade name in front of them. So shout outs to Logan Arcade for propping up the scene, man. I've heard the name many times. I think they have a Chicago. Mm. There it is. Yeah, they got a. It's so fascinating how many scenes have popped up for Third Strike in recent times, and in part due to Fightcade. And in part because of crazy people getting head-to-head cabinets and putting them in business establishments. <laughs> they are they are out of their minds, by the way. Do you know how much money they spent on those head-to-head cabs? They Probably came on a not. boat. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing for third strike? <laughs> hey, man. You, you, you can't beat the classics, right? Yeah, like I told you, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last week. There's a huge third strike scene here in Austin where like, they just do mm-hmm. crazy f- tournament formats. Uh, mm-hmm. To and like Tommy's keep interest, yeah. Tommy, Lord Tommy, two. I'm sorry, he not, no longer goes by Tommy Two Step. Now he goes by Tommy really? Fuego. <laughs> it's just, uh, oh, he kind of did like I did, uh, where I used to be Jibbo, but I changed the automatic so the music name would match the, the uh-huh. player tag. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think he just released a single. So shout outs to uh, Lord Tommy, uh, nice also moves. known as Retrograde, also known as Tommy Fuego. I have a third strike hot tag. If you have time for it, oh, yeah, go, go for it. Hit it. PC third strike emulated with a higher refresh rate monitor. Pretty close to arcade. I think that's the next best thing. But us boomers don't want to admit it because we spent thousands of dollars on our head to head cabs. <laughs> I think it's pretty close. But hey, I'm not gonna go ahead and scientifically prove it. I'm just gonna let let the let the let, just let it we're just gonna enjoy it. <laughs> you just stir in the pot. You just stir in the pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I really want to do an input lag test and t- do it side by side and see if I can get some somewhat hard evidence, but I think it's not it's not the can of worms I want to open up. <laughs> we'll save that for I love head and cast, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so out of those names, do you think uh, do you think any of those have uh, a chance of winning the tournament? Uh, any of those you're willing to put most. a pizza? He's one of the best players in America. Um, no, I can't pizza bed. Third strike, man. That's probably some. Um, I think Yuki. Uh, yeah. Yuki? Out of those names, Yuki. Okay. I'll tell you what. Then we'll make, uh, if if Yuki wins, I'll I'll add a couple toppings on the pizza for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. But that does sound like a lot of good names, especially with the Chicago area and Texas area. It seems like 150 players. I would think at least a third of them are actually really high quality. Yeah. No, that's a huge number for... Uh, for third strike especially with the impact of the jazzy circuit it incentivizes good players to go out in which you know incentivizes more competition and it's just a really good thing Mm -hmm. um i also wanted to take a quick gander at uh guilty gear strive because the guilty gear strive is an arc world tour qualifier if i'm not mistaken i think it might be the last one if not one of the last ones uh and surprisingly and we mentioned this a little bit earlier street fighter 6 has nine more entrants than Guilty Gear Strive in this anime tournament, which is a very interesting uh, development, I think. 
I already had some negative thoughts, but I think you had the you already made that point, so that's enough for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just want to mention some names here that are going. Uh, Tempest NYC, who is the person who won last year. Oh, for, for those of you same. that remember, he qualified to Arc World Tour Finals out of Frosty Faustings, which was the last uh, major that you could qualify into. So uh, he That's got amazing. in through Fausting, uh, through Frosty Faustings. Uh, Leffen is going. Uh, Umi Show, also a World Tour finalist last year. Uh, Nubenheimer, also a World Tour finalist last year. Uh, Slash is going to be there. Uh, whoa, Tura-ra. Uh I believe that person is, if I'm not mistaken... Somebody from Are they traveling all the Yeah, they're traveling all the way from Japan. Uh so shout outs to Tirara, uh making hey. a big trip. Uh let's see who else. Uh Apology Man, Jonathan Tene, you know, you got the the regular crew. Uh Peppery Splash, uh Razo, <laughs> Hotashi, uh Lord Knight. Is gonna be there. Uh, I'm always man. I'm a Lord Knight fan. I like seeing him play. And I think those are as far as like the quick cursory glance. Uh, some of the big names that are going to be there. Um, a special shout out to GC Yoshi. He's cool. Uh, if you haven't seen, he does uh, some pretty some pretty funny stuff on TikTok. So go check him out. Really, that's cool. Yeah, he does some like uh, fighting game skits. That are pretty funny. Uh, and I also wanted... The last thing I wanted to check out is the inaugural tournament for Under Night 2. With 524 entrants, uh, 32 pools. And we have Defiant leading with the uh, the number one seed. Uh, Papa Pesto, uh, CG, Gray Faden, Rikir. Masoma is going to be there. Masoma was uh, the big... Uh, uni one person, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there is a bunch of other people who I don't really recognize, and that's not their fault. It's my fault. Uh, oh, Noctis <laughs> is going to be there, the guy from Final Fantasy 15. That's cool. Oh. Uh, Infinity, like all of Infinity is going to be there. Uh, yeah, and those those are the names I recognize, uh, and that's my fault for not being knowledgeable uh, and doing this last minute. <laughs> I used to keep up with the uni scene just a little bit. There was a month where I was super into the game. Uh, but I think the only player that I remember now was a fellow Enkidu player who came by the stream and we would talk tech. Uh, Frosty the Swole Man. He's a very, <laughs> one of the known Enkidu players of the uni scene. Frosty the Swole I mean, I can't wait till tomorrow we boot it up. I actually installed the previous version just to sort of, you know, recollect and refresh D-Rust just a little bit. So when the game goes out, we'll do the tutorials and start playing online as soon as I can. So I know people have already been bitching about the grid system. Uh, do you have any takes on the grid system? I kind of forgot how it worked. It's like, <laughs> I know uh, when you see yes, it takes away all the meat. Oh, yeah, it would take your meter and then, like, depending on how many squares there were, it would go into your sort of super art meter and you would use the chain shift, which would give you more frame advantage. You can use different things like that. But what were the complaints about? Uh, I think I saw a couple of clips on Twitter of some crazy interactions because of grid. Like, one person just holding block and the other player just walking forward. Because one player was expecting to uh, have to deal with a block string, but instead of doing a block string, the other player just walked forward to get, like, the last little bit of grid meter before the timer ran out. 
which was pretty sick. Uh, I thought all this stuff was sick. There's a lot of people complaining about it, but I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, like just some really interesting interactions of people like almost stopping their fight just to like see who's going to win the grid meter. Hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan, man. The, it's the game within the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I like the passive stuff. I, it, I was playing Third Strike not too long ago, and there was a part where I felt like I was missing the drive rush meter or the drive gauge, not the drive rush meter, the drive gauge. <laughs> because in Third Strike, if there's nothing going on in neutral, it's almost like you're trying to fight for space or build meter by whiffing normals. And I feel like I kind of wish there was something else going on too to incentivize something. <laughs> Not necessarily action, but you know, have another layer on top of there. And that's what the grid meter does in, in Undernight. It has something that's constantly happening mm -hmm. uh, during a match when there's nothing happening. No, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I played, I played uni one passively like i learned gordo for a little bit and then i played a couple <laughs> matches online and until i got tired of the delay based netcode uh yeah so i'm looking forward to like actually trying to learn uni i remember one day i was at ufo because i didn't have uni so i just played it at arcade ufo and i was sitting at the cab i was like practicing a little bit and then some guy was like oh let's play i was like oh man i don't play this game i'm just like trying to learn he's like yeah it'll be all right and then he just beat me up for like 20 minutes I was like, all right. He was like, finally, I'm a warm body. A moving target. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, no, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Automatic, I think we have reached the end of the list of things we had to talk about today. Alrighty. Any Any final thoughts? Uh, Frosty Faustings this weekend, under night two. Are you going to be Are you going to be playing tomorrow? Yes. What time? What time can and where can people see you? <laughs> Six PM is when it comes out. So if if I'm a, if I'm able to stream, because usually I can't stream that late. But if I am, I will be playing that. I might just stream some either some Street Fighter Six or I might have to catch them all, bro. Mm. Honestly, I've been I, I, I've been trying not to play Power World all day because I had to get some work done. Uh, I've also been playing a lot of Risk of Rain too. I don't know if you've ever played Risk of Rain too, but that game uh, I played one. Good. Risk of Rain Two got me good. It got me oh. good because it's it's uh it's third person, right? Like it's an over the shoulder shooter, mm -hmm. uh, and it's almost like it's almost the same vibes of Risk of Rain One, uh, and the fact that it's like in third person, it gives you like this whole new way of playing the game. It's very very interesting. I've been like, I've been like wrist deep in it all week, all month. Yeah, I love roguelikes, and I recently got into the world of survival craft, and Power World just hit so many. Like, I don't want to like it, but it's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were we were running around yesterday, and I didn't know there was a chat because <laughs> I was playing on a pad, so the chat never popped up. But then I saw the chat <laughs> after like we were about to log off, and I just saw you say those beds are too close. <laughs> 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 yeah, because yeah, I had just built like this little hut just so we could like sleep to get rid of like nighttime, <laughs> and I didn't even see the joke about the beds. Cram uh, packed in there, man. It was like no room. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was literally just a door and four walls and a roof and then two beds. <laughs> so it was close quarters for sure. But we we survived. We survived. Did you see the sign outside? No, I didn't. There's a, there's a message. There's a message outside the house. Take a look. Okay, at it. I think it saved my world on my end, so I'm gonna go look after this. Should have. Uh, but 
I think it's time for us to say goodbye. So this, ladies and gents, has been another episode of the Best of Five, uh, your weekly FGC talk show where we talk about tournament recaps, we talk about Power World, we talk about RVs, and sometimes we talk about fighting games. Uh, this is my ridiculously great legendary co-host, Lord Automatic. You can catch him at Automatic on everything. Uh, you can check out his Twitch stream, The World's Strongest Laboratory. Uh, on most mornings at twitch.tv forward slash automatoc. Uh, am I missing anything else? Don't think so. Okay. YouTube.com slash Jibbo. J-I-B-B-O. Okay, there you go. YouTube.com slash Jibbo. My name is Elon. You can catch me here at Best of V Show on everything. Um, we'll, we'll have, we'll, I'm looking forward to the resolution of all of these bets coming next weekend, so... <laughs> It's going to be interesting for sure. Speaking of which, uh, All right. we have a contest coming up. For those of you that uh, have been around for a while, Steve, Ace King, Offsuit, Jurek used to always do an evil games reveal contest. He brought that back. He made the cheats. We have everything, so we're going to do an evil games bet. If you win... I'm going to figure out what kind of prize to give you. Maybe I'll give you a game, or maybe I'll just give you a pizza. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I like how you ramp that up. If you win, I'll figure it out. <laughs> After they win, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, because if it's somebody I like, maybe I'll spend a little more money. If it's somebody I don't like, you know, <laughs> got to keep the community in check. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So look forward to that. Uh, I'm going to get that stuff together. Uh, I also have a couple of cool things in the works. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, as for right now, the next time you'll see me is on Thursday at 6 p.m. when Taganate comes out. You'll see him either tomorrow or Probably the day tomorrow. after. Tomorrow, playing some Uni 2 and or Street Fighter 6 in the mornings. Uh, that's mm -hmm. it. Ladies and gents, thank you for joining us. We uh, we need to come up with a, uh, a sign-off phrase. What, uh, what, what can we do to sign off? Uh, get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, this has been another episode of Best of Five, and we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs>